here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Destination America's canceled TNA. I have come to the conclusion that one useless man is called a disgrace, that two are called a law firm, and three or more become a Congress. Peter Stone. It's mostly for the two or more being called a law firm. So some open questions for you, the Shake Them Ropes listening audience. Number one. You're JBL. How clueless do you have to be to invoke ISIS when talking about a wrestler of Syrian origin? Question number two. If you are a fan from the UK, are you at all disheartened every time the WWE comes to your country and puts on half-assed shows like the ones they put on? And how does that feel knowing that you're getting your own television show directed directly at you? I don't know. I might be wrong on this. I feel that the that the WWE puts on half-hearted shows in the UK and have been doing so for the past couple tours. You all can correct me if I'm wrong. Number three, guy from Kings of Leon might have had a point. Number four, there is never a four. And number five, did the Usos promo at all turn Rob McCarron back into an Usos fan? These these pressing questions and more on a fun-filled, action-packed, loads of news week to talk about Shake Them Ropes. And your host, as always, the heart and soul of Voices of Wrestling, the man who's going to carry me to at least a three-and-a-quarter star show, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. I anticipated after that big buildup that we we're going to get some type of music like a like something. As, as, as I told Rob five seconds before, he said, just record. Just wing it, I'm baby. In a, I'm in a little bit of a mood and I apologize. It's the You're shoot life. It has it yeah. has nothing to do with wrestling. It just has to do with my shoot job, of which is almost old enough to be an adult. And of which I am not ever treated like an adult there. So please, Rob, start the show and perhaps perhaps once, uh, you know, much like Greg Valentine takes me about 60 minutes to get warmed up. So let's make this a three hour affair, shall we? Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> we won't. Under one hour. That is the uh, Shake Them Ropes promise to you, the listening audience. As my promise to most dates. Uh, Anyways, let's get <laughs> Usually they my, end it, right? Actually, usually they actually, end it. You, actually, you know what? Uh, yeah. My first dates are always, I always got to put, look, it's going to be less than a half hour, less than an hour. It's a coffee date. We're going to meet. We're going to chat a bit. We're going to see if we want to actually go out and learn to meet each other. And <laughs> the answer to that one is usually what? This is why I haven't dated him. Oh, <laughs> no, Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring up... Uh, uh, no, it's not that. It's my hours. My okay. hours do that, too. And that's also a part of the job. So let's start talking some graps, shall we? No, we shall not. Let's talk about Kings of Leon. But before pizza we do that. Pizza toppings. Let's do a Chicago deep dish, a real pizza. It is. No. What's your favorite sandwich? Is it a hot dog? Nope. We can talk about the. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm we're sorry. Not, we're not going to talk about any of that. Uh, this is Shake Them Ropes, episode 208. We've done 208 of these, Jeffrey. How many have been good? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 you could probably count them on three hands. I would, I would say at least. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go well, ahead. Last week, uh, last week got rave reviews. Uh, oh, good. Mostly for our guest, not really for us. Yeah, uh, true. A lot of people were big fans of Celia Bloom, who was uh, here to talk about WWE Payback last week on the show. So if you miss Shake Them Ropes 207, go check it out. Uh, Celia Bloom was on the show to talk about her live experience from Payback. Uh, this is Shake Them Ropes episode 208. We can be found on iTunes. 
Just search Shake Them Ropes or head to bit.ly slash itunes. That's bit.ly slash itunes. Go rate and review us while you're at it. Uh, very, it, You know, it's very small. It takes a moment, um, but it would help us out quite a bit. Let the iTunes people find the show. We're also on iHeartRadio, if you haven't heard yet. Uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio now in the iHeart app or iHeartRadio.com. Snitcher, not Snitcher, Stitcher is the website. <laughs> Snitcher is a whole other kind of website. Probably not a good one either. I want to see if Snitcher is a website and what it does. Oh, Identify oh, an anonymous no. website. Ooh, no, that's not good. Um, no, you don't want to go down that hole, I don't think. Even it, No matter what it is, I don't know what it is, and I'm not that intellectually curious to find out either. Tune in radio and downcast, among others. I want to thank this week's sponsors of the show, Lord Timepieces and Upside.com. LordTimepieces.com. Promo code ROPES gets you right now 10% off of great quality watches from London. Uh, So head to LordTimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES. And Upside.com. If you're looking for business travel, use promo code BIZTRIP, B-I-Z-T-R-I-P, and get up to a $200 Amazon gift card right now when you book your travel. Visit Upside.com. Promo BIZTRIP. Uh, Jeff, I, I, we're not going to talk too much about it, uh, but it's okay. been a hot topic in the pro wrestling world, uh, the last couple of days on social media on, uh, you know, Rolling Stone even picked this up. Uh, Kings of Leon are, oh, are a really? band. They, they okay. are a band that was, we're not going to talk about, t- about it too much, but I wanted to mention it. I mean, it's one of the bigger pro wrestling stories online in the last couple of days. I mean, cause as you said it yourself, WWE didn't do anything in Europe this week. I mean, some people got hurt, but as far as the TV shows go, Nothing was really done because you are absolutely right. When Raw goes to the UK and when SmackDown goes to the UK, it does not seem like they put through their best effort. Now, maybe we expect too much. Like they're going to the UK. These should be special shows. And that's not really what we get. Uh, But generally, you go back several years when you had The Undertaker appearing or you had John Cena versus Shawn Michaels in a crazy main event that was one of the best matches of the year. You don't get stuff like that these days. The last couple of years, I can't remember anything of, of super note that's been happening on the no, UK shows. And, and before you get off that to go to Kings of Leon, I mean, it's been the past few years since that that it gets to like week two or three of a cycle here before a pay-per-view. And they do this. And it's a shame because, the, look, when you go to WrestleMania... There are a crap ton of European fans there who have traveled all the way there. And these are some of the most raucous, you know, chanting to get your superstars over type of audiences you can have. I mean, you know, you remember you made fun of me last week for the Seamus and Cesaro reference. But guess what? That chant came back on the air. It may make a stadium or two in the future. Who knows? I doubt it. But at the same time, look, they're into the product. They want the product. They're cheering for all the people you want them to cheer for. Why not give them the reason to make them feel like you care about their fan base? That's mostly my point because it seems like they want to grow that market and then they give them, well, they give them product and it's like, yes, now eat that up. And I just, it seems, seems like backwards logic. Yeah, it's just it, there's not been a lot of note. Sadly, the last couple of years, the biggest things of note have been injuries on the tour because the UT, the UK tour is grueling. Uh, oh, WWE, it's terrible. You do you in do terms four of, shows in, in four of, days usually. In terms of yeah, in terms of wear and tear, in yeah. terms of jet lag, in terms of your body clock, in terms of having to work out, in terms of just you do those shows. You, I mean, you you get on a plane. Right after you do Raw and SmackDown, I think, and you fly over to the UK, you do your European shows, you fly back, and you're going to do another set of shows on Monday and Tuesday. It is, that is a beast of a schedule. It's a crazy schedule. Physically and mentally. Especially when you're not used to it. I mean, you're used to doing three or four shows in a week, and then you have a couple days off, and then you go back out there, and now you have a week and a half of shows nonstop. You are Mm -hmm. no days off, no days in between. And every show feels a little bit more special because you're in the U.S. or you're in the U.K., at least that from a wrestling standpoint. I, what they present on TV isn't anything super special, but uh, live in the audience, yeah, it probably feels like a little bit bigger deal if you're if you're a uh, wrestling fan in the building or a wrestler working out there. But before we get to all of the injuries, because there were numerous amount of injuries and all of them depressing and sad, yes. uh, Jared Folliwell is the bassist for Kings of Leon. 
And Kings of Leon was a hot band. They were one of the most popular rock bands in the late 2000s to early 2010s, right? I, they were mega popular, play in huge arenas. And and I think they're still around. I think I've they heard are. of them. I've heard of them. But, you know, my musical my musical growth, I think, ended around 95 with limited, <laughs> limited runs. I, I just I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to a Kings of Leon song, but uh, I've heard probably them. heard one. I probably heard, heard one on a radio. So oh, yeah. I'm not going to. You've yeah. heard them. But uh, Jared Folliwell uh, caused a little bit of a stir, uh, stir, and he was on Twitter just making a uh, a passive comment. Probably didn't expect anything to really come of it. I don't even know what the context was, um, and not because I didn't try to look at it. I think he was just making a little comment on Twitter, and he he says, "Hey, adults, let's maybe not watch professional wrestling. You know, let's maybe not watch it." And the the tweet itself didn't get reposted a lot. It was just a mm. lot of comments headed his way. Uh, and it got the band's name out there a little bit. And um, he didn't respond well to the response. He did not either. respond because that is one thing. And this probably isn't a story. If, Hey, just some, some bassist who had some success with a band says, don't watch pro wrestling. Who cares? It was later on when he's getting a lot of tweet feedback about it. And he starts getting a little defensive. Like I was just joking. Uh, he tried to play his, tries to play it off, but then Veda Scott, who was a former ring of honor wrestler and independent, uh, woman's wrestler, uh, tweeted at him. And this Anna is where Sheeta. Jared Folliwell gets in trouble because Jared Folliwell, not wisely mm. and quite, quite rudely. And, and just, I mean, ghastly tweets back, Hey, why don't you close your legs? And that, yeah. and, and well, that takes it from this guy just being a little troll on Twitter to proving just what a, what a D bag he is. That, that's where you start with the, uh, with the, uh, Ron Burgundy gif of, oh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, well, it's just funny cause he wasn't, he wasn't tweeting at so many of the responses. He didn't send a lot of tweets out, but then Veda Scott, a woman shows up oh, yeah. and he just goes nutso which yeah. is honestly, he acted more like what he thinks pro wrestling fans are than how pro wrestling fans are. He was the chauvinistic douchebag tweeting hey, at someone he felt was weaker than him. I don't think he thinks that they're chauvinist is chauvinistic douchebags. I just thought he was, they thought they were dorks and losers who lived in their parents' basement type of thing. I, 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 I mean, but then again, I didn't read a whole lot of the thread and, but I mean, I saw hints of that, but once the Veda Scott comment hit, I just went, I, I have no interest in this guy's opinion one way or another, to be honest with you. I, you know what? Look, there's, there's nothing worse than dork fights on Twitter. There really isn't. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> like Kings of Leon have this escal, you know, or this elevated presence in terms of being infallible and i'm sure that they have their own set of fans and some band somewhere else makes fun of kings of leon fans and they take offense to it star wars fans are especially thin-skinned star trek fans are thin-skinned harry potter fans are thin-skinned we're all thin-skinned fans how about we just ignore these morons occasionally as opposed to giving them airtime because someone somewhere is always going to crap on something you like you know, I, I there, there's not a hobby or anything else out there that everybody goes and, and looks and says, yes, that is the one thing that all of us like and all of us agree on. And all fans who do that are smart and intelligent. And it's just it's social media sucks because you learn enough about people to like everybody a little bit and you learn enough about people to hate everybody just a little bit. This goes into the latter category for me. That is, uh, that is kind of true. Yeah. Um, that's all, uh, that's all I wanted to get on the Kings of Leon comments. <laughs> Wait, did you have an opinion on this? Cause it seems like I ranted about nothing for about two minutes there. I mean, it was silly. I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it until I saw his response to Veda Scott and just thought how interesting it was that that's the person he responds to. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's he was responding. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was responding because it was a woman. I don't know if it was responding because she has more followers. Maybe he was looking at the follower counts of the people that were responding to him. And he saw that she had a little bit more followers than most of them. So he may have thought she was important in some I, way. I think, but it, it, I think it, it might have, it might've been source and kind of tone of her comeback and, and 
just also the number of tweets he got back from the first one, it kind of built up and built up. And then he saw one and then just lost his shit. I'm just oh, thinking I mean, lost his stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't I'm, I'm just thinking if there were people out there that were Kings of Leon fans, and I'm sure some of the, you know, he probably has, there is a cross section of Kings of Leon fans and pro wrestling fans. I'm sure there are some out there. Um, obviously the people tweeting at him harshly were probably not Kings of Leon fans. They were pro wrestling fans. But I just wonder if you're a Kings of Leon fan out there and you're you're actually on Twitter and you're following this. Hey, the Kings of Leon basis posted and now he's posting a lot of comments about this. Maybe I should see what's happening. And you're a Kings of Leon fan and then you see that response to Veda Scott and you're like, ooh, uh, yeah. it's not so much, oh, that's that's funny what he said about pro wrestling now. It's like, oh, that's a comment. Not only he shouldn't have said, but I'm embarrassed uh, that he said it and I like that band. Oh, that's not just a wrestling fan who's a Kings of Leon fan. That's just a Kings of Leon fan in general sees that kind of comment well, yeah. and just goes cringeworthy. Let, let's what not even doing? do it to, to wrestling fans. That's that's one of those things where you see your hero or not even a hero, but just someone you like or something you look up to. And I would say something just absolutely tasteless or stupid. And you just go, oh, I, I, I like that person so much, but I don't think I can forgive them for this. By the way, if you're a Kings of Leon fan, do you like have rumbles with like Dave Matthews band fans, like get togethers, like in a fight club? No, never mind. Uh, but, but getting back to the actual serious point. Yeah, no, that's, that's something where you start to, you know, where <laughs> what's that? They say, never meet your heroes because they'll always disappoint you. Never follow yeah. them on Twitter either. I'm putting it on the poll. Do you listen to Kings of Leon at shake them ropes on Twitter? Do you listen to Kings of Leon? We're going to find out. Uh, what the cross section is like here. Um, I was Kings of Leon reminds me, uh, and this kind of plays into something that just happened a couple of days ago. Um, so I subscribed to the iTunes music, uh, on my iPhone, uh, cause I, I wanted to get into, uh, to listening, what type of music was out there and what, okay. what is popular. Cause I don't listen to the radio and I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, here and from work. Um, and I was just in the mood to not listen to a podcast on the drive. Uh, recently, and I got a couple of drives coming up that I have to take. And I'm like, I'm just going to subscribe to the music for this month and just listen to regular songs and see what's out there. And there is the song out there. And I had been, I had heard it on the radio. I had heard it, uh, not in my car, but out, out and about. I've heard it in different places and it's called heavy and it's a pop song. And then just the other day I discovered that it was by Lincoln park and I had not heard <laughs> of Lincoln park in like 10 years when hybrid theory came out and that album was great, but I didn't think, I didn't think Lincoln park was around anymore. I thought they went all their separate ways. And I was stunned that this pop song is made by Lincoln park. I haven't gone too deep into it. Um, but have you heard the song I'm talking about Jeff? And do you know the band I'm referring to? I know Lincoln park. I'm not so certain I've heard heavy, but I may have heard it. You've probably Uh, heard it and would be stunned. Okay. That it's Lincoln Park. Go out there if you have not. Some of you uh, listening to this are probably like, oh, I, I know that song, I think. But there's no way it's Lincoln Park. It's Lincoln Park. Heavy. Search Heavy by Lincoln Park. It's a song that's out there. I was stunned to find out that it was uh, that it was made by Lincoln Park. I didn't know they were around you anymore. You want to hear something ridiculous? Yes, I do. This is this is going back in. I can't listen legally. I'm not allowed to listen to music or anything at work. I work in an office. I have to sit in quiet <laughs> because my bosses are afraid that some that an attorney may walk in. I've worked there 17 years and one attorney has walked in. That's yep. it. You never know when it's going to happen. But I have a I have a workaround. I, I wear a Bluetooth earpiece and I tell them yeah. it's it's so that my phone doesn't disturb my coworkers. There you go. And then I, and then I stream it through and basically that's my middle finger to my bosses. There, now I feel better about work. Okay. Continue. You are you are basically Steve Austin. Well, I've I've been thinking about drinking at work. Oh my god. Well, that would make <laughs> you really Steve Austin. But you're basically, I mean, hell, Bluetooth. If Steve Austin was in that office, you better believe he'd be wearing oh, a Bluetooth headset oh, too. If, 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 if Middle Steve fingers Austin in the were air. in my office, he would have cussed out my he would have quit already. <laughs> so you would have uh that, that would have been something. In, in dead silence. Why not? And just sit there. Oh my goodness. That's that's just ridiculous for for rote paper shuffling. It's so that well, so that twenty feet away she can call me, and so I'll hear the phone. I'll see it ringing because it'll be. Uh, don't even. <laughs> this, is, this is why my coworkers take thirty breaks a day, 
and leave me in front of my cubicle to dump work on me when my bosses are looking for someone to do something. Ah, let's go back to wrestling. (laughs) So about the wrestling. Yes. Uh, Happy news before we get to all the sad injury news. Uh, Both Brie Bella and Sarah Lee gave birth this week to their first children's. So congratulations to former NXT or Sarah Lee. And uh, did she win tough enough? I don't remember if she won tough enough or if she was like second she place. She won she tough was, enough, she, right? She, she, yeah, she was the winner. And the pregnant, there was, there was a little bit of a, um, not really, I wouldn't call it a controversy, but there was at least some chatter um, surrounding the, the contract and the, how the pregnancy would work itself into it. That, that, uh, you know, that was of some interest, but, uh, no, she won and, uh, Mandy Leon, I believe came in or not Mandy Leon, but Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose Daria I is get, in there. I get my Mandy's mixed up, but Mandy, I believe came in second on the women's side. Yeah. Mandy and Daria starting to make more and more appearances on TV and live events. Uh, Mandy still has her name, I believe, but Daria yeah. just got her, her new NXT name. So yeah. in theory, she'll probably be more prominent on uh, NXT TV coming up. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to Brie Bella and Sarah Lee uh, for their uh, for their children making an appearance in the world. Um, the Rock causing a little bit of a stir. A stir. Why do I want keep wanting to say stir? What I thought you were about to say stork because of the kid. Wow, I don't know what's happening with me. Um, I know. Maybe you're drunk. I am not, conveniently enough. I am not. I wish I could be. Uh, I'm very allergic today. I'm running through allergy issues. I spent most of the day out doing yard work, like actual home ownership work today, uh, which oh. is not something I normally do. Land Baron Rob McCann. I know. I know. I've been mowing the lawn. I've been planting grass seed. I've been uh, picking up bush God, trimmings. You've gotten, dom- you've gotten domesticated. You and Rich. I'm super domesticated, but yeah, yeah. I got to get this uh, home looking pretty for uh, for when we eventually sell it and move to like Los Angeles to become big stars. <laughs> oh, The Rock. Speaking of big stars, uh, a GQ article came out where The Rock says he's seriously considering running for president. Now, this has been something where The Rock has been out there kind of... Uh, yeah, not making a big deal of it, but saying you never, never say never to a presidential run. Uh, but this is just the latest in the rock running for president stories that have come out. And Hey, after uh, Donald Trump won the U S presidency this year, you got more of the celebrity factor. Uh, do you think the rock ever will run for president or is he just, uh, is he just speaking to speak and having some fun with it? Does he want half the country to hate him? Cause it matters depending on what political party he picks. Now this happened when, when Schwarzenegger, one governor out here in California. Yeah, you had far lower tier celebrities saying the same thing about running for office. And I mean, I thought Mary Carey. One, I thought Mary Carey yeah, was robbed. Mary Carey, Gary Coleman, I believe, ran at one point. Um, you know, just, I, I I hope this is completely tongue in cheek, and I think it's just part of the interview circuit he's doing. I I you know what I. I don't deny he may have political ambitions, but he's fairly well liked by all sides of the aisle right now. Why ruin a good thing when you're making that much money? And he's still got to be making all the Fast and Furious movies. And I don't say that jokingly. He's signed up for like the next three. He's going <laughs> to be busy. Well, it's not like they have to write scripts. I mean, hey, cars, cars go fast. People yell things. Someone turns on someone. The end. Yeah. It's Point Break with cars, people. Go watch Point Break. It's a better movie. Not the new one, though. No, not the new one. Oh, God, that thing. Oh, I, you know what? I forget that they remake great movies. I believe uh, the last time I the last time I looked, the new Point Break had a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Something like that. I th- Johnny Utah should be our new FBI director, though. Keanu one, Reeves. One critic thought it was worth a watch. But I was that, uh, was that hold on was that critic uh what's his name Mark S um, I have no idea you're gonna oh, you're gonna go super inside as, no 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 he has the same name as as a, as a famous guy as a as, as another guy but he had the S to his thing but all he is is a paid shill okay and, he, okay. and, and they always and wow. they always end up quoting him on on things they they have these critics that they always go to and basically it's the studios that paid them Did, money to uh, get them 
view and they never hate a movie. It's like Suicide Squad is the most action packed, romping, fun, good time of the summer. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a piece of crap. Did this guy give you a bad review for something? I mean, that oh, was no, that was no, kind no, of personal no. there. He's just such a shill. He, he used to, uh, I think he used to host Short Attention Span Theater. He used to host a Comedy Central show way back in the day too. He's just, yeah. Okay. I <laughs> go out there and so basically, what Jessica said was Jim, Jim something or other for uh, for like uh, oh I forgot his name, but he's another one of those critics. That's just stop, basically a stop bringing up people's names. If you don't remember that, Hey guys, go look for a TV credit. Mark S who has a name somewhat similar to a no, famous no, no, person. No, 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 no. Well, I'm just, th- I'm just, I'm just going over how, how some, some reviews are just fake. You That's should, all. You should start a the website giving, the... start a website, giving reviews to lawyers. Oh, jeez. Is there lawyers. such a thing? Lawyers. I can deal with it. It's the administration. I can't. Ah, I see. I see. Um, what's hilarious right now is that I am on a website for our next story. I'm going to go look up this critic while you're doing it. Go ahead. You do that. I am on a website currently uh, with information on Braun Strowman's injury. We get into the injury news of the UK tour. And Braun Strowman uh, is getting surgery for an elbow issue. He's out one to two months. And on this website, it's hilarious because you all know Braun Strowman, right? Yeah. There is an ad on this website, right? It's superimposed right now over a Braun Strowman picture. And the title of the ad says, say goodbye to all of your bra fit issues. And Braun Strowman, if you are not aware, wears this tank top where very often his gigantic breasts pop out. And apparently this website sees this photo and says, you know what? This guy needs a better bra. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Huh? Yeah, that's no. you. Okay. I'm the only one. I'm... Don't tell me you've never pictured Braun Strowman in a bra, Jeff. Because oh. I know you'd be lying. I know you'd be lying. Unfortunately, Braun Strowman is hurt. Uh, he posted something on Instagram talking about how this surgery is a minor speed bump. Uh, you can find more on the story at ProWrestlingSheet.com. Ryan Satin has it. Or Braun Strowman's Instagram. There uh, it is. But yeah, Mark, Mark S. Oh, Allen, that's his name. And his, you ever see a movie? Did, so you said his name was the same as a famous person. Who the hell is Mark Allen? Marcus Allen, the running oh, back for, uh, the former running back for the, uh, Raiders. And yeah. So it's not Mark S it's Marcus. No, it's Mark. His name is Mark S. Allen. Okay. Never mind. Just that's enough on. out of you. <laughs> You, you told me before the show that it's going to be a, a Rob-heavy show today, and you may be right. You know, put you in timeout. Uh, but Braun Strowman is, Braun Strowman's out two months, and guess what happens two months from, uh, almost two months from today, but it's two months from yesterday, is WWE Great Balls of Fire, where Brock Lesnar's wrestling and does not have an opponent yet. Now, I don't think Braun is going to come back and be Brock's opponent, but how crazy would it be? You have Braun Strowman off TV for two months and then you have great balls of fire and Brock Lesnar like reigns victorious against like a Seth Rollins or Finn Balor at that pay-per-view. And then Braun makes this miraculous surprise return. And you have the big face off of Braun and Brock heading into like SummerSlam. That would be the greatest main event in the history of this great sport. Do you think they go that way? Do you think that they, 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 they serve up a, a mean, Finn or a or Finn or a thing? Because I can see them serving up Roman Reigns well, abs- against Brock and then having no, Braun no, come down no. and just kind of resetting this whole feud. Not at Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire is Brock versus Seth or Finn. I'm I'm fairly certain on that. It's going to be Finn or Seth. Okay. Roman could be the main event challenger at SummerSlam, but I really do think they hold off Roman and Brock until WrestleMania if they can. Now, I don't know if that means Roman winning the Royal Rumble next year. Probably not. But I think that's your match. I think Roman Reigns and Brock is the big WrestleMania match. I don't think they do it early. I think you have Brock and Braun at SummerSlam giving you the new match. And hell, maybe it's a big win for Braun. I don't know. Or maybe well, then what it's do just... you do? Hold on. What do you do with Roman in the meantime? Uh, what they're doing now. Well, I guess what they're doing now was facing off of Braun, but for the next two months, I don't know. Samoa Joe, if you, ha- if you move Seth onto, uh, onto Brock Lesnar, you have Samoa Joe and Roman doing something. 
Doesn't look like that's happening, though. Well, because not, he not had... right now. Right okay. now. Not right now, but we're talking about SummerSlam, for Christ's sake. We're three months oh, away. Oh, SummerSlam. No, I'm thinking Great Balls of Fire. What do you do with Roman in, in the meantime? Well, if Seth is the challenger for Brock, you're going to have Samoa Joe and Roman. Okay. Yeah. You never know. You got Bray Wyatt around there, too. Nah, well, I think Bray's going to be held up with other things. So, yeah. No, that's okay. There's, yeah, there's, it's going to be Bray and, Bray and Finn. Is, yeah. It's going to be Bray and Finn at Great Balls of Fire. You got a lot of and time. Then, yeah, the, yeah, they're going to switch dance partners. Yeah, you got I mean, you do have a lot of time. Uh, there are, okay. I, I think there's a pay-per-view in between that and Great Balls of Fire. Is there not? I mean, oh, okay. Um, I, I haven't looked at the calendar. Yeah, you got, uh, <laughs> you got Extreme Rules still at the beginning of June. Uh, so you have a pay-per-view in between. I mean, we're talking July 9th is Great Balls of Fire. Uh, so we have, uh, we have plenty of time for people to move on. But as far as Roman at SummerSlam, yeah, there's plenty of time for him to do something else. I don't think he's doing Brock right away. Uh, but that's your that's one of your big injuries. Braun Strowman uh, out with an elbow issue, so he's going to be gone for a little bit. And I guess what Roman does is of note at this point because that's what Roman had been doing. Uh, Samoa Joe and Seth going on right now. You got The Miz tied up with Dean Ambrose. You got Finn Balor uh, going up against uh, some different issues. Maybe Finn Balor is the guy. Maybe they do babyface versus babyface. I don't know. All I know is we have plenty of time. Equally, uh, I would say equally as important an injury for NXT. Ember Moon is out of the TakeOver main event, uh, one of the TakeOver main events for the women's title. Uh, it is now going to be a three-way between Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross. Ember Moon hurt. She's out for a little bit. Uh, Ember Moon could have won the title. Maybe mm-hmm. someone beats Asuka, doesn't even beat Asuka, beats someone else and wins the championship. Uh, that was, that could yeah. have happened. So now you have a little change to that. If she was indeed going to win, uh, now it's uh, it's a toss-up. Who the hell does it? I don't know. But Ember Moon out. Uh, right now, she is not going to wrestle at TakeOver. I don't believe they have an exact time frame uh, for, her, for her injury and for when she's coming back. But she's also dealing with an arm injury, uh, a shoulder sprain, according to WWE. Uh, how big is Ember Moon's loss for TakeOver? I think it's very big because I think they were going to put the belt on Ember Moon. Possibly, I don't. I don't know. It's it's odd because I saw that four way going one of two ways. It was probably going to be either kind of how they did the uh, other four way, where they end up having Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross just go off on their own and just you know brawl to the back and never be seen again, leaving it a one on one match, or. I could have seen Ember Moon taking, like, beating Nikki Cross for the title. I could have seen yeah. that happen very, very easily. As it stands now, I would put the belt on Nikki, and I would, and I would have Ember beat Nikki, and then tell the story of Asuka coming to get her title back. Uh, if, if they're bringing, if they're going to think about bringing Asuka up, I don't know. I mean, it's so weird because you don't know if Asuka's ever going to get up to the main roster or if she's just there until her contract runs out and then she's out of there. I, I I don't know. So it's, it's one of those weird things where you don't know what to do with this heavily, heavily dominant champion that you really, that the main roster doesn't really see a lot in because she doesn't speak English. I mean, she, uh, she's done the promos where she's spoken enough. I don't know uh, if you put her on the main roster, are you not limited to putting her on raw? Do you, for international sake, you have a big Japanese superstar on SmackDown and then you have one on Raw. Um, I, you might be a little limited there. Yeah. She could fit in well with Raw, I think. On a, she could, on a show. She could fit in with either roster. The thing is, yeah. she, I think she needs a mouthpiece for just the style that they do, but that's not their... And even if she doesn't, I mean, Alexa Bliss speaks enough for everybody, right? Yes. You could do you could do many a storyline where Alexa Bliss is doing all the talking for almost everybody. In fact, I would do that with Bailey right now. I would I would get you out there with Alexa Bliss doing all the talking and Bayla and Bailey never talking. Never mm. at all. And get the crowd back on her side. Cause I think Bailey talking does more harm than good, at least right now. Just so the words they put in her mouth. Yeah, yeah that, the words well, they that's put what I'm saying. They're terrible. Yeah, they're that's, terrible. That's what I'm saying. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't know what you do with Asuka, but I could have seen Ember Moon. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone is pinning Asuka at NXT TakeOver Chicago, but Ember Moon taking off like Ruby Riot after a Nikki Cross, uh, you know, uh, issue or, mm-hmm. or pinning Nikki Cross. I don't know. You could have had some situation where Nikki Cross 
uh, wins the championship or Ember Moon wins the title or Ruby Riot wins the title and Asuka goes out for them because she never yeah. lost it per se. Because this whole mm-hmm. winning streak with Asuka, it's not really a winning streak. She has lost matches in NXT. She has just never been beaten in a Correct. singles match or a tag team match. She's never been pinned. She has lost matches. Right. She lost a battle royal on NXT TV. She's lost matches at house shows in tag team matches and multiple multiple person matches. Right. Uh, but she's not going to get beaten clean, at least right now. Um, until probably her eventual blowout, unless uh, if she goes to the main roster, her last match will be that big loss, and and it will put over someone huge. And I thought that person was going to be Ember Moon. This all goes back to early January when we were heading into Takeover San Antonio, where I thought it was just the wrong time for Ember Moon, like it was the right time for Nikki Cross to get a takeover shot at Oscar. Yes, maybe yes. maybe it's a blessing that that didn't happen because now you could have Nikki Cross go out there pin Ruby Riot and a big Oscar Nikki Cross match at the next Takeover. Oh, I'll take would that. Do yeah. Would do oh, wonders. Would do wonders. Oh, yeah. That that would be a great match, I think. Uh, well, is that, is that the end of your injury report, or do you have Sadly, it's not. More? We have one more. Yeah. We have okay, one good. more, and that's Emma. Emma, yeah. after just coming back, has a, uh, has a shoulder injury on her own <sighs> from a live event, and she's out for a little bit. We don't know when. Uh, she's still waiting on more information from, uh, from doctor analysis. But yeah, Emma is out, and that is sad because she, she came back with all this fanfare for the whole Emmalina thing. Then that went nowhere. And then it's been, she's been shrouded in mystery, you know, ready to return for months and months, finally back. And now she might be out for a little while again. And, and that's, it, it's, in, that's it's, injury number yeah. three, correct? And it's, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. And we're talking about after her last injury, like, it's not like she was pushed to the moon, right? I mean, right. it was a cool recovery where she's not a main focus. She's not even a side main focus. Dana Brooke is beating her. She's, she's not in line for anything big. It was just fun to see her on TV because I think she has more intensity than almost anyone. Uh, her and Alexa really bring it with the intensity in the ring. And now she's gone. And now you are stuck. You are stuck with the same faces on the Raw side being Sasha, Bailey, and Alexa Bliss. You don't, you don't have someone new who can come in and kind of shake things up a little bit unless that's going to be Dana Brooke. And even she's been on TV for the last two years as a sidekick uh, doing nothing. Yeah. You kind of have Mickey James. Yeah, yeah, Mickey James a little bit. Yeah, that's true. A little bit, just a little bit. I mean, a little bit, but she's losing to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, including Alexa Bliss. So what is she going to do? Just all of a sudden, oh, it's time for me to get a title shot, even though I've lost every match the last three months. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, they're they're, they're kind of aping angles on shows because that Alexa Bliss Nia Jax angle is the kind of the same as the TJP Neville angle. I mean, there's not a lot of originality from show to show, which is a problem. Although. To go on to the one thing I did like on Raw and really liked a lot, I like, you know, I like Cesaro and Sheamus as these <laughs> just absolute forces of destruction who have uh, now gone through the entire uh, <laughs> the, the entire division and are the number one contenders. I, I liked that match. I thought uh-huh. that match was really, really good. She is, uh, or that match, yes, I, I agree. I agree that's pretty good. Um, what other, uh, that's the end of the injury stuff. Um, anything else on Raw and SmackDown this week? Cause we went through the show. We talked about a little bit before we started recording there. It, you're right. I mean, it's the UK tour, but nothing really of note, uh, substantially happened. At least in my view, there was something I brought up last night and I, I'll, I'll put it by you <laughs> and it's just weird to me. And I, I, I realize the story that they're telling with Jinder Mahal here, but is there anything, <laughs> Is this the right story to tell that that it, a heel has a one in a million shot to win the title and overcome the odds and things of that nature? I mean, that's just so so backwards in thinking for a guy like me to think that. I mean, like if if he had been coming out and started doing like promos about you know how bad the three MB gimmick was. And you get a little bit of sympathy there, and then he kind of turns on you to be hateful. I, I I could get that, but this is like there is <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's it's just there's something really, really off about the story they're telling with 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 Ginger in terms of well, you know what? Anybody has a shot if they get in that ring against the champ. I mean, are they gonna pay that off at all? Because with the visual pinfall Tuesday, I I don't think that there's any chance that they pay it off. Yeah, I I don't know if they pay it off, but 
It, it certainly is a uh, an interesting main event for a show. I mean, we are finally getting what I feel is the first true like brand split pay-per-view where it's like, holy crap, look at this card. This is a brand split pay-per-view. When your main event is Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, and one of your co-main events is the Usos versus Brizongo. And no, Jeff, the Usos promo on Tuesday did not make me a fan of them to answer that question. Oh, that was brilliant, Rob, the way that you just held on to that until I came in. Okay, no, fair enough. I mean, this is this is a Kevin Owens, AJ Styles pay-per-view pretty much because the women, they just threw all of them together at once again. I don't, I just... Not too much on SmackDown I'm interested in talking about. What I am interested in talking about, though, is Lord Timepieces, a sponsor of this week's episode. Jeff, you have your watch. I have my watch. Wear it all the time. Love it. Uh, We have been telling everyone on the show for months about Lord Timepieces and LordTimepieces.com. They are based in in, uh, London. They are a UK brand, but they ship everywhere in the world. With free shipping, you can check out Lord Timepieces on Instagram and Twitter at Lord Timepieces. Jeff, tell them about your watch. Oh, I love my watch. It's, uh, I think it's black on gold um, are the color schemes. Yeah, I have the classic. <laughs> I, I have the classic. Yeah, black on gold. I have the black on I, black. It's a whole lot of black yeah, on the watch remember, and it looks super sweet. I remember what. Yeah, I remember you asked me what kind of watch I got and you uh-huh. looked at it and you went, oh man, I'm jealous. I should have got that one. I liked it. I like them both. I like them all. This is not. I, I like all the watches on this website. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up. They have women's watches. So if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, you can save 10% right now on a great Mother's Day gift at lordtimepieces.com. Just visit lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES for 10% off. We are giving you 10% off watches right now by using promo code ROPES at lordtimepieces.com. The look and style of these watches is fantastic. Oh, it's great. I it love the like, quality. It looks, like, it, looks like a, it looks like a far more expensive watch than it is. It, it really, it really, I mean, like very affordable prices. Nice, if you are dressed, yes. If you are dressed nice and you're wearing this, it will go with, with, with what you're wearing and, and you'll look even classier. Yeah. They start at only $70 with free worldwide shipping. It is very easy to order online. Uh, so get there right now. Lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ropes for 10% off. That is lordtimepieces.com. Use our promo code right now to save 10%. That's promo code ropes. Um, what I'm not a fan of also, Jeff, is bring it to the table. This show needs to die, but sadly, it <sighs> seems like it must be popular because they announced they are bringing it back monthly on the WWE Network. It is going to be a regular thing. I, my contempt for this show continue. I didn't think I could hate it more. And then I watched this last episode where they're, oh, the, the opening segment alone with that bad forced comedy. And and the quote unquote fake controversy over their opinions. Yeah. And you know what? It's everything bad about what Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith do. It's everything bad in one show. It really is. It's there's no as I put it, there's no charm to it whatsoever. Because at least you know when when you know even if you find Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and people and these shows. I guess Kellerman's now doing the one on ESPN. If you find them absolutely deplorable, there is at least a moment or two in the course of a show where it's funny or it's somewhat disarming. There is nothing like that on this show. This feels like propaganda 101. Here's what you should be thinking. It's insulting to the people who watch it because the people who watch it are the people that they're insulting. I, I, that, that's the most mind boggling thing. It's you're watching a show that's talking about you. That's insulting you. And you're continuing to watch it. I, uh, I watched bits and pieces of the very first one. I have not watched since, and I will not. Heyman was endearing on that somewhat, but he was also doing a lot of damage control. I mean, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like also talking smack has lost any charm whatsoever with JBL as the co-host and to the point where they even half-assed that this week by not having anybody live on set. They just did a bunch of backstage promos that were probably pre-cut. Yeah. You had to, Uh, they had to get to the next show. There's a million shows this week. They get to the next thing. All the production people are at the UK tournament specials. They're at the, uh, they're at raw. They're at all these other shows. Um, 
Yeah, I just and I'm not even trying to hate on the show. Like, I don't have an opinion about the show itself because I have not seen it, as I said. But I am stunned how well it must be doing for them to bring it back monthly. And that just means that Peter Rosenberg is going to be in more things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't. He's going to be in more things. Peter Rosenberg, I will take over Sam Roberts. That's about as far as yeah, I'll go. Okay. All right. If you have to choose between two of them, that's who you're taking, huh? Yes. Okay. Uh, next week is going to be the big, it's a double preview episode of shake them ropes as we have to talk about NXT takeover Chicago, which is happening on Ooh. Saturday and then WWE backlash. The, uh, I mean, let's go through this card for backlash because <laughs> it is the most brand split pay-per-view of all time. You have the main event of Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, which I am actually excited for. I want to see a new face on the top stage. I want to see how Jinder Mahal does in a main event, a 10 to 15 minute match. I really do. I'm I'm curious. I want to see what minor injury he gives to Randy Orton during their match, since I believe he also potatoed Sami Zayn this week. You know what? If so, even better, especially if Randy Orton goes apeshit and reacts to it in the ring. Like that would be fantastic. Oh, I love. Oh, you're watching for the car crash this, aspect well, of it. No, you're hate no, watching. You're no. Hate. Rob, hold wrong. on. Rob McCarron is hate watching a match. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if all doesn't go well for this match, but we get crazed Randy Orton teaching Jinder a lesson in the ring, that would make up for it. Whichever way this turns out, if Jinder Mahal puts on a great performance against Randy Orton, that's fantastic too. But if he's not, if it's maybe 10 minutes of boring, but then he punches Randy Orton a little too firmly in the face and Randy Orton says, you know, yells stupid for five minutes while kicking Jinder in the face, that would be fantastic. Hold on. You, you just, you just laid out the possibility that Jinder Mahal puts on a great match. Good. I'm, I'm, good. I'm setting the, I'm setting the bar at very good as the ceiling. He is, uh, he is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of SmackDown, is he not? That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. So I, but anyway, that's your main event. So it is interesting. I'm interested yes. in it. Uh, Usos versus Brizongo. It, it may not be good, but it'll be interesting. Usos versus Brizongo. Uh, one of those what in the world type things. Like this is a brand split pay-per-view. Let's get this match out of the way. And then uh, maybe we'll rehab American Alpha. Maybe not. Let me tell you something. This match if they I well, don't, mean, don't tell us all about it. I'm just going through this card to see the, uh, the craziness of it. We'll talk about this pay-per-view next week. Okay. We will okay, go I'll, through our, I'll say, I'll say my, I'll say my opinions until, yes, I'll give you time. I'll give you time to build a solid opinion about the Usos versus Brizongo. If that's possible. <laughs> wow. That was some snark right there. No, but please continue. Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. That'll be great. Shinsuke Nakamura's first official WWE match on the main roster on television against Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler. And then we only have five matches announced so far for the show. The fifth match being a six woman tag team match, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Naomi taking on Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. So here we are on this brand split pay-per-view and the women's title is not being defended. Yeah. I'll add a match. Cause I know it's going to happen. Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn will be on this card. Probably. Yeah. And that'll be good. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's a pretty good card to be honest it's with you. not bad I mean, it's and yeah. it's it's a it's a it's the perfect combination of i want to see shinsuke nakamura and dolph i want to see kevin owens and aj i want to see how jinder mahal does in the main event uh, if it's you bad it's bad at least on, we get to see on. it hold on you realize we're about to be killed don't you no why because 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 you you preface this with this is the most brand splittiest card ever it is or something to that effect and then and now we just said that the card's pretty good that they can be both. You're not getting Jinder Mahal no. in the main event of a SummerSlam. No, the, no they can't, Rob. They not, can. Not, not, not to our critics. No, not to the people who listen to this show. It has to be one thing or the other. You can be a brand sportiest <laughs> pay-per-view and still be good. I mean, you got Nakamura, the, Dolph, the, you got Kevin Owens, AJ, you got Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal, which will be super interesting. What I'm most surprised about is the fact that you have this brand split pay-per-view. Uh, you don't have a women's title match. If the Kings of Leon have taught us anything, there is no nuance. Um, yeah, that's, no, there's yeah. no title match. And that's, that's a, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. It's one of those things. We'll go over it next week. Cause I have thoughts in my head. So NXT I, takeover I NXT takeover in Chicago, uh, Bobby Roode versus Hideo. Tommy is the main event. Uh, Pete yeah. Dunn versus Tyler Bate added for the UK title that is happening in Chicago at NXT takeover. 
Uh, the Authors of Pain versus DIY for the tag team titles. Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross for the Women's Championship as Ember Moon is injured, as we talked about earlier. Uh, the big question there now remains, will Roderick Strong be on the show after his big showcase? Will Cassius Ono be on the show uh, after he was one of the hottest signings of this year for NXT and now he's not even making the cards? What is Tommy End going to do? Um, I almost feel like Tommy End might be uh, might be the one chosen to basically squash Cassius Ono. That could be an interesting match on on a TakeOver show. Uh, but that's the question that remains for this card is what will Roderick Strong, Cassius Ono, and Tommy N do? And will Andrade Cien Almas be on the show? And what is Drew McIntyre going to do? And what happens if they're all put in this like five-way or six-way fracas and just one man can come out? I don't know. What do you what do you do with Drew, Roderick Strong, Cassius? We're gonna talk about that all next week on our big preview episode of Takeover Chicago and Backlash. Jeff, I want to I wanna end the show with some poll updates. Do you listen to Kings of Leon? Jeff, how do you think this one turned out? I will go with a, since I figured there'll probably be a negative backlash to the poll, I think probably 15% yes, 85% no. You are, you are very close, yet somehow you underestimated the no's. 88% of responders said no, they don't listen to Kings of Leon. And our final poll, did you know that current pop song Heavy is by Linkin Park? 77% of those at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter say no, they did not know Heavy is by Linkin Park. Jeff, do you have a favorite song on the radio right now? In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.